It's the Steelers' Mount Rushmore qualifying round. The first position up, one near and dear to my heart, the wide receivers. I'm going to give you my top 10 Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers of all time. It's going to get interesting, y'all. So grab a cold one. You're in the bird cave. Let's go. So who are the top 10 wide receivers in Steelers history? You know, we are fortunate as fans that we've had a lot of great players come through that played wide receiver, and there's really a plethora of players to choose from. Now, I'm sure as soon as you say Steelers wide receiver, there's a handful of names that pop in your head, and rightfully so. But how do you round out the top 10? Well, this top 10, again, is my list, so... I'm going to give everybody everybody, my qualifying information. And this is very high level. So if anybody wants to debate this or discuss this in further detail, y'all know how to get a hold of me. So the first thing I'm going to look at is some, just some high level stats. Right? Because stats equal performance. So we'll go over that just a few bullet points per player as we run through this list. Did these players show up in big games? In these big games, what did they do? Because sometimes two catches for 50 yards is monumental in big games. We'll see. Were they consistent? They were not one year, five game flash in the pans. They were consistent over many years with the Steelers. I look at also longevity. But to a point because, you know, free agency and some of the other um, players have come and gone. But their impact as Steelers were still very very good. What is not impacted of my decision are players who left in free agency and had stellar careers outside of the Steelers. Though there's not many, but there are a few. And lastly, this is really one up for debate. Um, it's my eyeballs. What I saw. You know, I do have a trained eye for wide receivers does not make my opinion any better or worse than anybody else's out there who hasn't played the position but it's things that I look for what they did without the ball the little things um, that make playing the wide receiver position very special so without further ado let me grab my brew bars and let's get in to the top 10 list so coming in at number 10 Six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound man, Plexico Burris, my number ten receiver. He played six years, seventy five games. He was targeted five hundred and nineteen times, two hundred and sixty four receptions, four thousand two hundred and six yards, twenty three touchdowns. So these are these these are the high level stats that I'm speaking about, and I'm going to give you one stat for most of these players. And you'll understand what I mean by that in a little bit. He had a catch percentage of 51%, a.k.a. 264 receptions, 519 targets. And we're speaking round numbers, people. Don't bust out your calculators. So a 51% catch radius. Now, keep in mind some of the quarterbacks that Plexico had played with. His best quarterback with the Steelers. I mean, he had a year with Tommy Maddox and with, and with Cordell. But a 51% catch radius was about average at that time because they were throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. None of these dink and dunk receiver screens, which you have some receivers now in the 70% uh, 
catch radius or catch percentage, excuse me. So number 10, Plexico Burris. At number nine, this will raise a few eyebrows, Ernie Mills. He played six years and in 86 games. Now his stats aren't what you would think of as a starter, but he only had, he had 242 targets, 127 receptions, so again, a little bit lower, and the same 51% catch percentage. Only had 2,003 yards and 15 touchdowns. But if you're like me, when you remember Ernie Mills, he was one of the guys that played well in big games. Everybody remembers that catching the AFC Championship game against the Colts from Neil O'Donnell on the out and up, dragging the feet. I think he had nine receptions in Super Bowl 30. And I remember a lot of big regular season games. Yeah, he may only have three, four, five catches in the game, but he, they were some big catches. I love me some Ernie Mills. So he is my ninth Steeler receiver in history. Coming in at number eight, Mike Wallace. Only played four years, 63 games, 403 targets, 235 receptions. It's a catch percentage of around 58%. 4,042 yards, 32 touchdowns. And the reason I picked Mike Wallace is he changed the, some of the dynamics of the Steelers receivers. You had someone like Martavis Bryant as well too. They, they, they just had this second gear. There weren't a lot of Steeler receivers that had that type of gear. And for that reason, for me, Mike Wallace was special. And but you could also see, he if he if just imagine if he would have stayed with Pittsburgh, what he would have done with Big Ben. But man, thank God he turned on that deal because it went to someone else a lot more special. So Mike Wallace, number eight. Number seven. This might raise some eyebrows as well because I have him this low. But Santonio Holmes played four years and in 60 games, 423 targets, 235 receptions, a catch rate, catch percentage of around 55.5%, 2,128 yards and 16 touchdowns. Now, why is he not higher? Take a drink. He didn't really do much in the regular seasons. He's in the top 10 because of that, of that playoff run. And of course, one of the best, if not the best catch in Steelers history. And for that, he has my respect. I'm going to forever be a fan of Santoni Holmes for that catch. Got a nice big picture of him in my man cave. Steeler for life because of that catch. So number seven, Santonio Holmes. At number six, this one we have to go back a little bit. But obviously, one of the first Steelers I remember enjoying immensely watching every Sunday or Monday. And that's Lewis Lips. Lewis Lips played eight years in an 108 games. He's probably the first great Steelers receiver outside of the two Hall of Famers. Lewis Lips had 648 targets. 358 receptions for around 55.5% catch percentage. 6,018 yards and 39 touchdowns. And like I said, he, he played with some bad, bad, bad quarterbacks. And they were terrible too. So he still put up these kind of numbers, which was pretty damn impressive. 
So much respect to Louis Lips. I would love to see him play with someone like Ben, um, or, or heck, or even Tommy Maddox, or even Cordell, for crying out loud. I mean, he played with some bad quarterbacks. Louis Lips, number six. So the 55 and older community needs to buckle up, make sure you're not drinking anything right now, and don't get mad at me, but this is just my opinion. Number five is Lynn Swan. And yes, I have him a lot lower than most people probably have him. Reason Now, here's the funny thing, is when I'm looking up the stats in multiple football databases I look up, we don't know how many targets he had. I don't know if they kept that stat back then, so... We don't know how many targets he had, but he did have 336 receptions. 5,462 yards and 51 touchdowns. And big play swan. Obviously, he rose to the occasion in the Super Bowls. I am not old enough to remember watching him live. Um, I just go by what I've seen on the highlights and obviously respect the hell out of him because he's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt he was in my top five. Probably one of the, the, the one of the receivers that's easily top of mind when you mention Sears wide receivers. But let's face it, when you look at and comparatively speaking to other players, it's kind of underwhelming. And I know we, the 70s was not a passing league, and I get it. And he still did his thing, and he was only a nine-year career, and maybe he walked away you know, early while he was healthy, and good for him. Just didn't put up the stats, and I just didn't see much from him. I didn't see him take over many games, although I know he had the MVP in Super Bowl X. The four receptions were as big as you could get, big of an impact as four plays could have on a game, but just didn't really dominate a game like some other receivers. But the respect of his greatness puts him at number five. Number four. Now, I mentioned that Louis Lips was one of my first favorite Steelers that I watched as a kid. The number four receiver was is, was, is third on my all-time favorite list. And that's Yancey Thigpen. You remember this man. He balled out with Cordell Stewart, Whitney O'Donnell. Him and Ernie Mills were like, and then even and, and Andre Hastings. I mean, they were like this really great dude. And even Cordell when he was Slash. Yancey Thigpen was the, was the man back in the 90s. He played six years, 77 games, 410 targets, 222 receptions, a catch percentage of 54%, 3,651 yards, and 21 touchdowns. You know, it's kind of odd when I looked that up. It seemed like he just did a lot more than that. Um, but the reason I put him over Swan is he didn't part because I watched his regular season games. He, I remember him taking games over. That one Denver game um, in the regular season, and unfortunately, you know, it's the year that Denver beat the Steelers in the championship game in 97 and went on to win their first Super Bowl. But Yancey Thigpen took over that game at Three Rivers. I remember I watched a Chicago game with Neil O'Donnell quarterback. Yancey Thigpen, along with Ernie Mills, they took over that game. I remember a game in Green Bay. He, he made play after play after play. It seemed like he was the only man making plays consistently. He caught everything. He, was, he wasn't a 4-3 guy. He was, to me, he looks like a 4-6 guy. But, man, he just, he just kept making plays, and he ran smooth routes. So, for me, Yancey Thigpen is number four on the all-time Steelers receiving list.
So that brings us to the top three. You know, I know a lot of you probably know these three names, but what order are they going to come in? Number three, John Stallworth. 14 years, 165 games. Again, questionable targets because he's too damn old. Um, 537 receptions. 8,723 yards and 63 touchdowns. I mean... 200 more receptions and more receptions than Lynn Swan. Now, I know he played five more years, but you're starting to see my my thoughts of why I put Stallworth two spots ahead of Lynn Swan. To me, he was more of a complete receiver. You know, Swan was the Sports Center highlight guy, and Stallworth was just a big play guy, but he also was able to make the small plays, catching the hitch routes. Curl routes, slants for the first downs. Again, what I saw on highlights in some of the game reruns that they played with some of these older games. John Stallworth was the throwback jersey I wanted when I was getting my 70 Steeler jersey until I figured out why there was a five-yard chuck roll because of Mel Blunt, so I picked Mel Blunt. But big, much respect, John Stallworth. Um, my number three... Steelers receiver of all time. The number two, my personal favorite Steeler of all time, Heinz Ward. Also played 14 years, 217 games, 1,558 targets, 1,000 receptions, a catch percentage of 64.2%. Big jump from the other receivers. And again, I know he caught more of the short passes. However, this is still pretty damn impressive. He still leads the Steelers with 12,083 yards, receiving for his career in 85 touchdowns. He actually also leads him in receptions with with his 1,000 receptions. Who doesn't love Heinz Ward? One of my favorite Tunch sayings, rest in peace, Tunch Ilkin, is that Heinz Ward is tougher than woodpecker lips. And he was tougher than Woodpecker Lips. I mean, hell, he changed the game as a receiver by not being a receiver, and that was by blocking. You're not allowed, no longer allowed to crack back block, or you have to hit the the linebacker DB at a certain angle to not be blindside him because he you know when he broke Keith Keith Rivers' jaw. So how did a receiver changes the running game <laughs> or changes the game by not even catching a pass? That's unique. Much respect to Heinz Ward, my personal all-time favorite. I, I love the guy, too, because he wasn't the, the Mike Wallace, right? He wasn't a 4-3, 4-4 guy. He was just that gritty, tough son bitch, over the middle, can go outside, could do it all, could play quarterback if you wanted to. Um, one of the all-time greatest Steelers, period, but definitely one of the best, arguably the best receiver in Steelers history. You don't got to be head cashier at Walmart to figure out who number one is, right? And I know a lot of us Steeler fans took him off this top pedestal because, let's just face it, he's a great grade one butthole. But Antonio Brown, his greatness cannot be 
denied nor forgotten in the black and gold. Think of, I mean, he played nine years in 130 games. And I said, thank God that Mike Wallace didn't take his five-year, $40 million or $45 million contract that they wanted to give him because they turned around and handed it to Antonio Brown. I'll be the first to admit, anybody who's known, who knows me knows I am 100% owning up to any evaluation mistakes that I have, that I've made. I did not think Antonio Brown could be a number one receiver in the NFL when they gave him the contract. thought he was a nice receiver. But there's a reason the Steers handed him that contract as soon as Mike Wallace didn't. They saw the grit, the determination in practice. They saw the effort, the heart. And unfortunately, some of that turned him into a real nut job later. But this man, I am so happy he proved me wrong. And it was an absolute joy to watch this man play ball. I don't care what type of a, you know, what he is. 1,275 targets. 837 receptions for a 65.6% catch radius or catch percentage. 11,207 yards and 74 touchdowns. And let's ask ourselves this serious question about Antonio Brown. From 2013 to 2018, was there a better six year stretch in NFL history? In those six years, 686 receptions, 9,145 yards, 67 touchdowns. He That is an average of 114 receptions, 1,524 yards, and 11 touchdowns. In other words, if he'd have played one more year and, and hit averages, he'd own every Steelers receiving record with the exception of receptions. He still would have been about 48 or 49 shy of Heinz Ward, but I'm sure he would have got that too. To put it in perspective, the greatest football player and greatest receiver ever, Jerry Rice, his best six-year stretch was 92-96, to and I know it's a different era, but he also played with a Hall of Fame quarterback his entire career, two of them actually. His In that six-year window, he had 524 receptions for 7,305 yards and 61 touchdowns. And you just heard what Antonio Brown did in those six years. He was an absolute joy to watch. And I've gone down multiple YouTube rabbit holes and watched highlights of him and Ben. And I'm just still in awe watching those guys play. I sure as hell hope we get that again in maybe Pickett and Pickens or whomever. Man, that guy was special. So, to recap, let the, let the arguings begin. My top 10 Steelers receivers. Number 10, Plexico Burris. Number 9, Ernie Mills. Number 8, Mike Wallace. Number 7, Santonio Holmes. Number 6, Lewis Lips. Number 5, Lynn Swan. Number 4, Yancey Thigpen. Number 3, John Stallworth. Number 2, Himes Ward. Number 1, Antonio Brown, a.k.a. A.B., a.k.a. Slapnut. So that's my top 10 list. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, we'll start a little uh, group chat on Facebook. Hit me up on Bird Cave on Twitter, at Bird Cave. Let me know what you guys think, and um, where do you disagree with me at? And until the next one, take care, and we'll be back with the next position group on the next episode. Not sure what that'll be yet, but you'll have to come back and check it out. Later. Peace out.